0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere.
1: Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrins. I am joined this week on our Tribe podcast by Jim Rosenhaus, Tribe broadcaster. And uh, Rosie, uh, haven't caught up with you in a few weeks. Uh, the, the Indians basically did all their uh, heavy lifting for the offseason since we last spoke. So I thought we'd just get your general thoughts on how things have transpired here. Obviously, there was a great deal of discussion going into the winter about whether or not this club would uh, trade any of its young starting pitching for some offensive help that obviously uh, has not come to pass, at least not to date. Uh, instead, they went out and, and, and found some bargain bargain bin-type signings uh, to, to add to their lineup. So what are your thoughts on the direction they took?
0: Well, it, it definitely seems uh, there was a lot of chatter around the winter meetings that uh, – players or pitchers like Carlos Carrasco and Danny Salazar, specifically their names seem to come up most often, were garnering the most interest from other teams. But again, it, it just sounded like these were calls that the Indians were fielding. They were not actively putting any of their young starting pitchers out there to try and make a deal. But as Chris Antonetti has always said, you've got to answer the phone <laughs> and, and at least listen to see what's out there, but it, it just seems like as time has gone by, if there was indeed any thought at any time of, of moving one of the four, that just the, the, the realization of, of how expensive free agent pitching is and how big a commodity the Indians have in young, controllable, real solid starting pitching at, at an affordable price, between Chris Antonetti, Mike Chernoff, Terry Francona, they really like it and, and, and they want to hang on to it and then figure out a way to improve other parts of the team without moving one of those pitchers. And, and that certainly appears to be the case heading into the spring now.
1: Yeah, I, for me, I, I've kind of gone round and round on my thoughts this winter has developed and uh, kind of come to the same conclusion that um, I, you know, I was an advocate for them moving a starter for a bat at the beginning of this winter. And I, I for one, did not see the way uh, uh, free agent prices escalated the way they did. I mean, you know David Price is going to get his money, but I mean, some of the other prices on these guys have, have just been astronomical and just it, it hammers home the, the value that they possess in that rotation. And then the other thing for me, Rosie, was that Shelby Miller trade, which was probably an unrepeatable haul uh, what the Braves were able to do uh, Turned Shelby Miller into, and, and it's almost like it made it uh, in, impossible uh, to make a trade with one of these guys because uh, if that's what Shelby Miller is worth, what is Carlos Carrasco worth, especially under the terms of, of his club-friendly contract? You just It's going to be very hard to find another deal like that, and, and the Braves were in a really good position to make that deal because, uh, you know, a rebuilding club that, that could take on a prospect in Dansby Swanson. So long story short, I, I get where the Indians are, are are coming from with their inaction on that particular front, and then on the free agent front, you know, let's face it, this is this is not a club that uh, is going to rank in the top ten or fifteen or anything of that nature in, in attendance. And uh, I just don't see the value in, in some of the uh, um, even. I mean, on the top end of free agency, we know it's an inefficient place to do business. And then even the mid tier, uh, I mean, they kind of went that route with Nick Swisher and Michael Bourne a few years back, and we saw both from performance standpoint. Uh, and 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 it's not like you know, people come clamoring out to the ballpark to see a uh, uh, you know a Denard Span, for instance, a guy in the mid tier. So I I kind of get where they go with these uh, uh, bargain signings with Mike Napoli and Rajay Davis. There's a lot to like about both of those players, and and we saw with the Mets last year. Something we said for going into the season and what you have, seeing what you have, and and developing as you go, because they do have some nice pieces in their system if they did want to make a an impact acquisition mid season.
0: And I think too is if you look at at yeah, the two signings they made were one year deals, yeah. and I, you wonder if going back to to the Nick Swisher and Michael Bourne signings, which paid off in year one, but but certainly did not in year two, and then throughout year three, uh, there's those diminishing returns for players of a certain age. It's just it's the way it, should, exactly. it is, and it's supposed to be. In, in this PED-free time that we're in, you know, you get to 32, 33, and, and especially power numbers are are supposed to decline to, to some extent. And if you look at, at most of the, the free agent deals, they're four and five years. And I think it's teams that are willing to, to go for the the benefits up front, knowing that, that it might not be something that will work out so well in the end, but they're not necessarily worried about, Years three, four, and five of those deals. That's exactly right.
1: Uh, let's do a little getting to know you segment here uh, with, with the new faces here. Uh, Mike Napoli. First off, uh, I know you've had a chance to to uh, talk with him for the, your Tribe Talk program, and uh, um, comes in. Obviously, they they hope for great things from his bat uh, in the middle of the order, uh, and they also hope for great things with his glove over at first base. But what can you tell us about Nap? Uh, as a person,
0: as a player, and and, uh, and and you know what the Indians are getting in this guy at this stage. Well, the impression I got just in in talking to him for one of our other shows was, um, you know, he's definitely a player with something to prove, and, and you love to bring in someone like that. Now, uh, is he healthy enough to do that? He seems to be. Uh, I think he had a good, strong finish to his season a year ago. There, there's been. You know, talk about the surgery that he had last off season to his jaw to, to correct the, the sleep yeah. apnea issue that really set him back, and 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 it wasn't until he got to Texas when when he was able to kind of settle in and and rediscover some of the things that that made him a good power hitting right handed bat in the lineups that he's been in. So I think he's looking forward to to just having that normal off season which he's had so far. It's been a good workout off season for him and and he also I think he'll be comfortable here. Uh he got a great recommendation on playing for Terry Francona from his former teammate Dustin Pedroia in Boston. That that was one of the first people he called when things were developing and he said, you know, obviously Pedroia and, and Terry Francona are very close and he, he got a great recommendation. He said, "Hey, you go play there and you'll be taken care of, you'll be treated well and and you'll you'll be put in a position to get the most out of what you have." And then if he's healthy and can play more than 120 games or so, I think the Indians will be happy with what they have. Did he talk much about
1: that uh, sleep apnea
0: surgery? Because you mentioned. I mean,
1: <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh! It sounds like the most miserable procedure you can go through. They they break your jaw uh, to, to to get better airflow or, or what have you uh, as you're sleeping, and, and recovery from that. Um, I know he spent some time in intensive care, and he's. You know eating through a straw for several weeks that just sounded like a lot to go through uh and hopefully he's better for it
0: yeah specifically um not a whole lot about the the specific surgery, but just along the lines of it was not a normal off season I think any player yeah. will tell you we've we talked about it with michael Brantley. uh he had a couple of years there where at the end of the years he had had surgeries and it got him away from preparing for a season instead he was rehabbing and there's a difference and, and it might have been uh, in Napoli's case last year even much more extensive in terms of the rehab part of it as opposed to preparing for a season and it does make a difference so uh, that that was the lines that he was talking about it not, not not the specific stuff that you were talking about but certainly an unusual surgery for for any baseball player to have to go through
1: yeah, for anybody, period. Um, and, and Rajay Davis, I know you caught up with him as well. Uh, certainly a player that tried fantasy uh, on the other side of the diamond quite a bit uh, in recent years in his time with the Tigers. And uh, Terry Francona saw him quite a bit and, and gained a lot of respect for him as a player. And that's that's one reason why uh, Davis is now brought in uh, uh, to add to that outfield, especially with
0: Michael Brantley out in the early going. So what can what you tell us about Davis? Well, it, it's another player, not necessarily with with a whole lot to prove because he's had – Uh, Some good seasons. He's healthy. Um, There haven't been any issues there. So I I think you you have a better idea with Davis of what you'll get, and especially early in the season, uh, depending on how much time Michael Brantley misses. He could be a huge key for the Indians to try and get off to a good start. Uh, Interesting, he he went to a small school in Connecticut in terms of his college ball, and it's a a tiny – Uh, junior college that you haven't really heard of, but one of the other players who played there is John McDonald. And he he said that he was a great example to follow um, at this small school in Connecticut. And and it's funny because you always think of of the big baseball schools like the Florida States or, uh, you know, North Carolina's uh, Wichita State's back in the day, Georgia now, and um, South Carolina schools like that. But uh, it's funny how sometimes uh, some of the northern schools Uh, can produce one player and it leads to another player, and and that's where Davis has has come from. And and he's really put together a pretty nice Major League career, and and who knows how much longer it goes, but he's been pretty consistent now for a while, and I think he'll be a a real nice addition. I don't know if you can say under the radar for the Indians because he's one of only two free agents that they, they brought in, but in the grand scheme of Major League Baseball, it could be a really important signing for this club.
1: It could be, and uh, by and large, they're they're probably done uh, making moves of significance, although there's so many balls in the air still uh, in the free agent market, you're not sure uh, what might fall to the Indians uh, between now and uh, when camp opens in Goodyear, Arizona. Jim Rosenhaus will be there in Goodyear, and I want to thank him for joining us once again. I want to thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Cleveland Indians edition.